بينما نحن في سفر مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذ جاء رجل على راحلة له فجعل يصرف بصره يمينا وشمالا فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان معه فضل ظهر فليعود به على من لا ظهر له ومن كان له فضل من زاد فليعود به على من لا زاد له فذكر من أصناف المال ما ذكر حتى رأينا أنه لا حق لأحد منا في فضل رواه مسلم Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu ta'ala narrates that once whilst we were on a journey with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a person came upon his camel and he began roving his gaze towards the left and towards the right as one would do at the time of dire need or necessity. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam observing the condition of this person or his plight, he addressed us and he said that any one of you that has surplus conveyance, he should make sadaqah of this, he should gift this or he should give it over to one who does not have conveyance. And any one of you who has any surplus means, this word zad in Arabic normally is used for the provisions that one carries on a journey with one. So any one of you who has any surplus provisions that he has carried on this journey, in other words, over and above what he would require, then he should make sadaqah of it, he should give it or he should hand it over to the one who does not have surplus means with him. And then Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the narrator Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu ta'ala says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned various types of wealth in a similar vein. That any one of you that has any surplus, he should give it to the one who does not have or to the one who is in need. Until we reached a conclusion, la haqqa li ahadim minna fi fadl. That none of us has any right to anything that is surplus to his needs. Just to Remind us this hadith of Abu Sayyid Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Imam Nawi rahimahullah has introduced this hadith in the chapter which deals with ithar wal muasat. That is giving preference to others over oneself and offering mutual comfort and sympathy. From this hadith we see quite clearly the meaning is self-evident. That a person approached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein he revealed a plight, some need, some necessity, some hardship which he was undergoing. As was the custom and as was the noble practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, seeing one of the sahaba in a difficulty or hardship, immediately he encouraged the other companions that if any one of you has anything surplus, then he should not blind himself to the difficulties or hardship of others, but he should immediately try and hand over towards the person in need whatever surplus he has. This is the akhlaq and character of Islam. And we find that 
another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has a similar meaning where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّكَ يَبْنَ آدَمْ أَن تَبْذُلَ الْفَضْلِ مِنْ مَالِكْ خَيْرٌ لَكَ وَأَن تُنْسِكَهُ شَرٌ لَكَ This hadith passed where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, O Ibn Adam, O Insan, whatever surplus you have of your wealth, spend it upon others. Khairun lak. This is better for you. Better, one Allah in this world, وَمَا فَقَتُمْ مِنْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُ Allah says, whatever you spend upon others, whatever you give to others, فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُ Allah takes it upon Himself that Allah will give this back to you. Allah will give it back to you in dunya also and Allah will give it back to you in akhirat. The second, on the other hand, Rasulullah said, وَأَنْتُمْ سِكَهُ شَرْنٌ لَكْ And if you withhold this, it was not your requirements. Allah had given you sufficient to meet your needs and requirements. People around you were in difficulty. People around you were in hardship. Allah gave you sufficient to address their needs to exhibit generosity, to spend upon others. But you blinded yourself to their plight, as unfortunately, my respected brothers, if you look at our condition, majority of us today, we fall under the purview of the warning that is found in this hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, Wherein we are, like we said, mentioned many times, we know how to accumulate wealth, we know how to make wealth, how to spend wealth, Unfortunately, that quality is very, very lacking amongst us. So Rasulullah is saying, Sharrun luck. If you will blind yourself to the plight of others, do not spend on them. It is surplus to your requirements. Sharrun luck. This is shar, this is evil for you. This is something that will bring great harm and destruction to you. One is that this goes against the akhlaq and character of Islam, that you blind yourself to the needs and requirements of others. Secondly, whatever you will amass of the wealth of this world and keep it with you, you yourself didn't need it, it was over and above your requirements. You didn't spend it on others, you didn't use it to earn your akhirat. Then what benefit of it was, what benefit was it for you? All you were doing, you were a guardian of it, looking after it. When you leave the world, it's going to become somebody else's thing. Unfortunately, we find that, like I said, this has become common amongst us. One hand, not just this quality of stepping forward, exhibiting generosity, spending upon others, feeling the hardship that others are going through, particularly in our current circumstances. Unfortunately, one is, one is we don't spend a lot of us, and then there are many of us who are extravagant, extravagant to the point where those that are in need, in hardship, are in difficulty, are looking at the manner in which we are, in which we are splashing out the extravagant lifestyle, etc. And we find that this goes completely against the vein or of the qualities that Islam attempts to inculcate within ourselves. So if you look back at this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, asnafil mal different, different categories of wealth. If you have excess conveyance, give it to your brother. If you have excess means that you have carried on this journey, give it to your brother. And then the Sahabi says, all the different types of wealth, until we reach this conclusion in our hearts that anything surplus to our requirements, we have no right of it. La haqqalana. Technically in Shariat it's permissible. You do have a right of it. You earned it in a halal way, etc. But this was the type of exhortation 
which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave to the Sahaba Kiram. When Sahal ibn Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu anna imra'atan jaat ila Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi burdatin mansooja faqalat nasajtuha bi yadayya li aksukaha faakhadaha al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam muhtajan ilayha faqaraja ilayha wa innaha laizaruhu فقال فلان اكسنيها ما احسنها فقال نعم سلنتي روايت وي جست غوت ا فيو منتس ويل دو ذا فيرست بارت اوف ذا نيكست حديث سهل بن سعد رضي الله تعالى عنه سيز ذات ا وومن كيم تو رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وذ ا ووفن شول بردت منسوجه مينز ا شول ذات شي هاد هيرسلف هاد نيتد او ووفن and she went on to say nasajtuha bi yadayya she says ya rasulullah i wove this shawl with my own hands and the intention li aksukaha because i wanted to give this to you so that i could please myself that i would see that the rasul of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has accepted my gift and is in fact wearing it fa akhadha an-nabiy sallallahu alaihi wasallam muhtajan ilayha The narrator Sahal bin Saad radiyallahu ta'ala who says Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted this gift from her but didn't just accept it muhtajan ilayha as if he was in need of it. Now there's two instances here. One is Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam really kept anything that was surplus to his requirements. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam genuinely needed this shawl. The second point which ulama ikram mention is we learn one important etiquette that one is if somebody gives you hadiya if somebody gives you gift one is to accept it the second is to accept it in such a manner that you please the person that is giving you the gift even if rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not have a need for it muhtajan ilayha he made as if he required it when somebody gives you hadiya one is you accept the hadiya you know as if the thing has no value or you take jazakallah put in your pocket or whatever depending what the gift is that would be permissible but akhlaq the character of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam imagine if the nabi of allah now accepts this thing in such a manner as if he needed it how much happier the person that gives you the gift becomes particularly in this instance where this lady is saying i wove it with my own hands she needed knitted this thing with her own hands with this express desire that the nabi of allah was accepted now the nabi islam accepts it muhtajan ilayha as if he is in need of it how much happier the gifter becomes so when accepting a gift one is shariat requires us we should accept if hadiya is given without without having prior desire in the heart having lalach for something then very very clearly we find this exhortation in many ahadith that accept the gift one is accept the gift secondly accept it in a manner where you make the person who gave you the gift happy tahaddu tahabbud this is why we are taught in hadith give gifts to one another and this will create muhabbat so don't accept the gift in a manner where you feel where the person feels it but didn't really need it he felt he had to accept it muhtajan ilayha very important etiquette we learn from this the nabi sallallahu accepted in such a manner as if he required it and then very shortly after that فَخَرَجَ إِلَيْنَا اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ 
came out towards us and this had become la izaru it had become his loin cloth in other words izar normally refers to that that section of one's clothing which forms the lower part in other words the pants or the lower part of our garment so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used this as his loin cloth and he came towards us so immediately one of the companions witnessing this he said to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that o nabi of allah let me wear this ma ahsanaha how beautiful this is in other words how attractive a garment this is that o nabi of allah i desire it for myself who this companion was we find that in various riwayat different names of sahaba ikram are mentioned one narration it comes that it was saad bin abi waqas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu another narration it comes that it was abdurrahman bin auf radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and in yet another narration the name of the sahabi is not mentioned but it is mentioned arab one bedouin expressed this desire to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam however in the it's not explicitly mentioned which sahabi it was but in the narration of sahal bin saad no name is given faqala fulan which is normally normally the practice of sahaba ikram when something is done by someone that the others do not view in a positive light we find that this was a noble practice of the companions of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi somebody did something that was not viewed by all in a positive light more often than not the identity of the one who was doing that would be concealed why because there is a certain lesson that is to be given in this riwayat Imam Nawawi rahimahullah introduced this riwayat under the chapter Ithar giving preference to others even though you have need of something Allah's Rasul sallallahu alaihi needed this it was newly given to him it was a gift he just wore it a companion sees it praises it ma ahsanaha how beautiful it is i desire this on Nabi Allah i want to wear it so this immediate request by this companion was not viewed in a positive light by the other sahaba they felt nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam needed it he shouldn't have asked for it but despite that he still asked for it so faqala fulanun somebody asked the name more often than not would be concealed anything that was not viewed in a positive light sahaba were not like you and i that we want to run the person down tarnish his image mention his name allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam's conduct in this instance wanted that was the objective of the riwayat the name of the sahabi is not integral to the sabaq or lesson that is why faqala fulan someone someone did it in other words the identity was concealed in case we will continue subhanallah alhamdulillah